0: I've never experienced this in such a personal manner.
1: And we've seen too many examples where an employee gets one of these really pretty darn good social engineering attacks and thinks, I'm going to do the right thing.
2: I think first and foremost, companies need to focus on training their employees on on what phishing attacks look like, what a business email compromise attack could look like, what it would, how it would come across.
0: Come to the realization that, you know, I got played.
2: This
3: is C-Suite, the podcast where you'll hear stories from real people, leaders, and cybersecurity experts about how to stay connected and protected. Every episode, we'll explore different cyber challenges and highlight the many ways we can enhance our online security, reduce the likelihood of attacks, and improve our digital confidence. I'm your host, Claudette McGowan. Business email compromise is one of the largest cyber threats facing organizations and individuals today. A recent FBI report revealed that business email compromise scams resulted in over $1.8 billion worth of losses to businesses in 2020 alone. According to FBI statistics, those losses are a shocking 64 times worse than losses caused by ransomware attacks. When the big boss says jump, many employees ask how high. And that's exactly why a new email scam is so effective at fooling its victims. According to the FBI, netting billions and counting. The agency reporting a
1: 270% increase in just the first four months of the year.
3: What makes business email compromise so robust is that it takes advantage of one of our most commonly used forms of digital communication, email. As of this year, over 4 billion people around the world use email. In a business email compromise scam, criminals will send an email that appears to come from a legitimate source. For example, it could be a vendor that a company commonly invoices, a request to the employee from the CEO, or an email from a business that an individual has hired several times. In almost every case, the email will ask for a money transfer or access to sensitive data. These emails are typically well-planned and expertly designed to look like the real deal. To understand the true impact of this cybercrime, I talked to Des, a management consultant who experienced a business email compromise firsthand.
0: My name is Des, and I work as a management consultant for a sports company. My age range is between 40 and 50 years of age, and I've been doing this position for over seven years now.
3: As a longtime employee, Des had a lot of responsibilities in his job and access to high-level facets of the business. This included access to funds. That's why when he received an email request from his boss, he didn't think twice. Here's what happened.
0: This story is not a proud moment for myself, but sometimes when you're so busy in life, you don't do the steps necessary to cover your bases. And I had received an email from my boss who was out of town. He had indicated to me that he uh, had some problems with his credit card and needed money sent to him was short on funds so basically he had asked if I could take money from the business and send to him and then we will work everything out once he returns so I get this email and I didn't even question it because just the way I was the greeting and the uh, the ending of the email is what I'm used to seeing so of course I wrote back and said yes you know send the information I'll take care of it and of course we're talking about thousands of dollars There was no reason to doubt it, you know? And I didn't even think about making a phone call and checking on him, but just, hey, send me an email, want something done. This is his company. We want to do what's good for, for the boss and the company. So I went ahead and sent this money and figured once he gets back in town, we can discuss how this is going to be put back into the company account. Yeah, it was maybe three to four replies and then it's hey sent and I didn't hear anything back after I sent it but I'm like okay he'll be back in town next week anyway so I'll see him then.
3: Des truly believed that the email he received came from his boss. Even the greeting and the sign off looked similar to what Des had seen in past emails. So he went ahead and transferred the money. How did the criminals make the email look so legitimate And how do they know where to send it to? I sat down with my colleague, Kelly, to learn more about how business email compromise works.
2: Business email compromises are are very much a form of cybercrime, and they typically use email fraud to execute their attack. And they're looking for specific employee roles in an organization. They're looking for people who are typically able to approve payments or release specific client-related information. And they send these emails to the targeted staff, usually by mimicking a more senior executive at the organization. So imagine you're getting an email from your chief financial officer or your CEO saying, I really need your help. Can you please approve the payment to X, Y, and Z? This is urgent. And they, they tend to look a lot like that. And if you're not careful, it can be very easy to fall prey to the sense of urgency, as well as you know who the email is, is supposed to be from, who it's mimicking. There is a wealth of information on the internet and most people don't realize how much they're exposing, whether it's via Facebook, whether it's via LinkedIn. There's a lot of information that the bad guys are adversaries that cyber criminals can use to really figure out your role in a company and what a credible communication would look like to you. And usually they're able to spoof an email account or a website looking very similar to, to what a real email account would look like.
3: So that explains how cybercriminals can construct such real looking emails. But then how do they put those emails into action? I caught up with Patrick Peterson, CEO and co-founder of email threat prevention firm Agari, to discuss the different types of business email compromise.
1: So the simple one, the garden variety one, this is equivalent to the purse snatcher who is not a sophisticated criminal, not the Ocean's Eleven kind of bad guy. It's just simple. Figure out who are all the CFOs, who are all the chief financial officers. Go register some online accounts, CEO at Gmail, head honcho at Hotmail. But there's a friendly name element in that email where you get to type in your name, Patrick Peterson, Pat Peterson, whatever it may be. And so they just register those emails and they claim to be the Tim Cooks or the Elon Musks of the world. And they just fire off those emails to employees claiming to be a CEO, asking them to complete a wire transfer, send the pre-publication press result about an acquisition, send the W-2s over. And that's like the basic element of business email compromise. But if we wanna think about the other extreme, which is not the purse snatcher, but the Ocean's 11, that's a very different kind of business email compromise. And this is one where the criminals will do reconnaissance on an organization, ACME. They'll figure out it's really difficult to attack that organization. They're very well defended. So they'll go after their supply chain, their vendors, their contractors, You know, their manufacturers, and find one of them that has a weak email system, Fish one of their employees, take over that email account, and they'll actually take the time to read the correspondence between the vendor and ACME, and then since they've got access to the vendor's email account, they'll actually send email from that account saying, hey, can you please update where you pay us at? This is really so-and-so at that account. So that's the most sophisticated kind of business email compromise, where it's not just impersonating, but taking over something of value in the supply chain to be a far more sophisticated attacks.
3: Business email compromise can be defined by two types. The garden variety, which is less sophisticated, and the Ocean's Eleven, which requires more time and research for the criminals. While both can be damaging, the latter is much more difficult to spot. Let's go back to Dez's story. The email he received was a bit of both types. It was a simple email claiming to be the CEO, but it was sophisticated enough to know the real CEO was out of town. So what happened after Des transferred the money to who he thought was his boss.
0: I actually didn't know it was a fake email. I sent the money and it's not until my boss, I have to say with so much embarrassment, got back. And I was like, hey, I'm glad I was able to send that to you and get you back here safely. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I sent you the money that you requested, remember? And he's like, I never asked you to send anything. I was upset. I was wondering, who was it? Was it somebody I know? Was it somebody we know? Was it one of our competing companies? Like you know, a lot of things go through your mind. Again, I, I had to just come to the realization that you know, I got played. We got played. So I'm like, yes, I here's the email, and I pull it up. And when he saw the email, it was at that point that I realized that there was actually a letter missing in the email address just one letter, an S, an S. And of course, when you're used to seeing somebody's name and you think it's the full company name, it wasn't, it was missing an S. So that's when we, I totally was like, uh-oh, this is going to be something very serious right now. And um, my boss, thankfully, handled it well and said that this is going to be a, a lesson for you to learn on uh, you know, making sure you look at, Every email, especially when it involves financial transactions, make sure you look at the address clearly.
3: What happened to Des is extremely common. When you're busy working or sifting through a packed inbox, it's easy to miss a letter or extension in the email. Ultimately, Des's boss decided to absorb the loss and not contact authorities.
0: Because we're the type of company that we are and we deal a lot in the public we decided that we'd have to take this as a loss but also learn from it as a business and also be grateful that even though it was thousands of dollars it could have been worse it could have impacted our clients and our reputation part of it was the embarrassment and that we but we knew we could recover that we didn't want to get the local Authorities involved and just take the loss, move on, and make sure we don't make this happen again. We were concerned that people would not want to do business with us because it shows that we have a weakness.
3: While Des's company took this experience as a lesson, it was a pricey one. According to the FBI, business email compromise attacks account for roughly $700 million in worldwide business losses every single month. And that doesn't include companies like Dez's that chose not to report the attack. These statistics tell us just how sophisticated email scams can be, but that doesn't mean they can't be detected. I asked Patrick, what signs of business email compromise should employees watch out for?
1: One of the most common signs is, does your CEO really email you on a regular basis? and ask you to send a wire for 50 or $500,000? Do they really email you in the middle of the night and say, I'm on a business trip, I need a whole stack of iTunes gift cards, please buy them and give them to me? It may look like it's coming from them, but it's not. And so those common sense things where you stop and think, is this something I do regularly? Is this how business works at this company? And then just taking the time to think, why don't I send an email back to the CEO or why don't I ask someone about this? That's one of the best ways to be able to detect that it's a business email compromise. On the other hand, the caveat is those extreme criminals, again, those Ocean's Eleven bad actors, are far more sophisticated. And so those examples we've studied, will actually take the time to send an email claiming to be the CEO, talk about a super-duper confidential acquisition explain that a law firm, their law firm, is gonna reach out and then send a subsequent email from a really good lookalike for a well-known UK law firm talking about the confidentiality of a pending acquisition. And that's an example where it's much more difficult for those most sophisticated attacks to be able to detect those signs. But for the -the run-of-the-mill ones, as I outlined, it's pretty darn easy.
3: According to Patrick, most signs of business email compromise can be spotted by staying alert and double-checking. I asked Kelly the same question.
2: So you're looking for very subtle signs usually that something's just not quite right. A false sense of urgency. Maybe an email from an executive in the company who's never emailed you before. Obviously, misspellings are something that you want to take a look at. Dates that aren't formatted properly an email address that doesn't read quite right or when you when you go to look at all of the additional information in your email header bar you see warning signs that the company's name isn't right or it's a dot net instead of a dot edu or a com those are all really good indications that the email isn't legitimate and really having a false sense of urgency is usually common as well to make sure that people are taking action quickly and not doing the due diligence that they would typically do.
3: Here's what we know so far. Business email compromise is an incredibly common cyber threat for businesses and individuals. Criminals will disguise themselves as authority figures or trusted partners to convince the recipient to send money or sensitive information. Some of these attacks can be spotted through subtle hints like misspellings or strange email addresses. Others can be almost impossible for the average employee to detect. This is where social engineering comes into play. Social engineering is a form of psychological manipulation that criminals use to establish a level of trust. I asked Patrick to explain how social engineering factors ...into business email compromise.
1: When we talk about these kinds of attacks, we think of them as being 90% social engineering, 10% technology. So again, we've seen cases where the criminals will know the entire org structure of the target. They'll know, for example, that the CEO is, is on business in Australia or on medical leave or recently had an acquisition fall through for company X... And they'll use all of that to craft a very sophisticated social engineering message. And we would we found that what's made the criminals so successful is those kinds of attacks really don't go against a lot of the technical controls that we've had in place to stop them. Instead, they're going against the gullibility um, and the desire of our employees to serve their boss or the CFO or the head of marketing. And so it's really all about the social engineering. That's where the criminals have brought the battlefield. And we've seen too many examples where an employee gets one of these really pretty darn good social engineering attacks and thinks, I'm gonna do the right thing. I'm gonna get those W-2s together and send them. I'm gonna get those iTunes gift cards and help my CEO be a a hero in Hong Kong or China or Australia. And then of course, there's a lot of recriminations. You know, there are a lot of tears. There's a lot of frustration. They were just trying to do the right thing.
3: This frustration is exactly what Des felt during his experience.
0: I've never experienced this in such a personal manner. So I've gotten emails where you get those emails where it's like, oh, you know, you're the beneficiary of somebody in Africa. So I've, I've gotten emails like that. And it's like, yeah, OK, this is a scam. But when you get an email from what you think is your boss, it's completely different. So I think that's where I kind of lost my focus. One of my top tips is know who, who you're getting emails from Well. I thought I knew who I was getting the email from. I have never knew this was something that could be happened where someone can actually be able to get into a company, pose as somebody else, and pull it off. And it's just so ironic that my boss was out of town. So that's what made me think this is coming from him. And he's out of town too at the time.
3: As business email compromise becomes more and more common, what should organizations be doing to prevent attacks and protect their employees. I asked Kelly to elaborate.
2: I think first and foremost, companies need to focus on training their employees on what phishing attacks look like, what a business email compromise attack could look like, what it would, how it would come across. From a technical standpoint, you can also prohibit automatic forwarding of emails to external addresses. You can add email banners to messages coming in from outside of your organization. So you put a big red banner, this is external email, which can help employees take a closer look at what they're receiving. You can prohibit legacy email protocols that are usually used to circumvent multi-factor authentication. Certainly always changing passwords and settings, make sure that, that those are changed regularly 90 days. You can enable alerts for any suspicious activities. So if people are logging in from an IP address that they've never logged in from, those are all really good technical controls that you can put in. And then, you know, the the easiest is certainly enabling security features that block malicious email, anti phishing and anti spoofing tools Uh, and disabling legacy account authentication are all really good things that companies can do to prevent business email compromise.
3: Now. Here are Patrick's prevention tips. Human
1: beings learn through experience. So you can sit through the disclosure statement, the online video, the podcast and say, wow, I had no idea cybercriminals did that. But guess what? A day later, you're thinking about buying that house. You want to make sure you don't miss the bid. You get the email. And so it often requires something happening to you or someone you know before people really have that experience. You're educated on that. Oftentimes you have to do something once. And that seems to be sadly the way that human beings work, especially when they're trying to buy the house or do what their boss wants. And so the cyber criminals really prey on that successfully. Got to get the word out because forewarned is forearmed. So there's three things we do. I think first generally is education. So we have a research team, the Agari Cyber Intelligence Division or ACID, And they're the ones that will be deep inside Cosmic Links, understanding the law firm scam, or they'll be tracking the criminals, seeing how do they reach out to all these new employees, and then publishing research reports, blogs, and webinars to educate. And the second thing we do is we focus a lot on our customers. How do we give them the email security technology that stops these attacks cold? It's good if your employees know not to fall for it. It's much better if they never see that email message in the first place, And they can focus on doing their job, getting the bills paid, writing code, rather than spend their time trying to be a cybersecurity guru.
3: According to Kelly and Patrick, there are many ways to educate employees on business email compromise while implementing tools to prevent it. Unfortunately, Des didn't have that education. But now he's crystal clear on how informed and aware both he and his colleagues need to be.
0: I definitely feel that education on business email compromise is important. And it's important to know that it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a big corporation. Sometimes it's the small companies that are always attacked because if you get the small ones, you get big numbers because if you keep hitting the small companies that don't have the resources readily available to counteract what's being done to them and they don't network and share, there are situations, they'll continue to be victims. Even with us, we didn't we didn't report it. We just took the loss and tried to move from it. But if we're educated properly and know the right resources to go to, we can curtail this type of situation happening to both big and small businesses in the future. Well, the first thing I wish I knew was how to read the email address and every letter in it. And then also just common sense. Make a phone call, double check, make sure that when you are sending the money, it's going to the right person. So just general common knowledge, making sure email security is tighter within the organization and communication.
3: After hearing Desa's story and speaking with experts like Kelly and Patrick, here are three key takeaways for preventing business email compromise. First, Don't underestimate the power of common sense. Even if an email seems legitimate, a request for money or sensitive data must be double checked. If you receive an email that seems even remotely fishy, contact the source directly to confirm every detail before taking action. Second, there are many ways to prevent email attacks with technology. Companies can implement email banners, multi-factor authentication, or protocols to regularly change passwords. And email security technology like Agari offers organizations the ability to stop scams before they hit the inbox. And third, as we always find on the C-Suite podcast, education is key. Leaders and CEOs should be regularly trained and train their employees on how to spot email scams and where to report them. Employees and individuals should be educating themselves on the signs and dangers of business email compromise. And everyone, no matter where they work, should be a little more cautious when they hit the open button. I want to give a huge thank you to our guests, Dez, Kelly, and Patrick for joining me today and thank you for listening to c-suite if you like what you heard be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review us on apple Podcasts. i'm claudette mcgowan tune in for our next full episode on april 15th and remember with over 4 billion of us online we have to do everything possible to keep ourselves connected and protected